communities for this Main Street Conference. It's all cities that are in the state's Main Street program. Um, it's a really good thing. We have some guest speakers that should be very interesting. And it's all about networking. It's all about how we are all using those dollars that come down from the state, uh, talk about how we're doing grants, talk about, uh, you know, what we're implementing. Uh, it's really nice to compare notes with other people. We are very blessed to have a national historic district um, is it in addition to the regular commercial and residential historic districts. So it's fun to kind of network and see how other communities are marketing. Uh, we all know that Main Street is economic development. And that when you spend a dollar in a downtown, it stays here. It's local. Uh, you know, when your visitors come, it's, uh, it's all about the quality of the visitor and the quality of the visitor experience. And if you don't come downtown, you don't have, you know, if you grab a 99-cent heart attack off the highway and, and, and get back on the road, you really didn't experience New Iberia. So it's a way to uh, learn as much as we can and network on how to market your community how to, I always say those uh, threads of memory of fabric that kind of wove you downtown. It tells your story. In our case, we're blessed since 1779. So it's, it's really, for me, it's always an opportunity to figure out how to tell that story better, how to be more diverse in that story to attract more tourists. And we are spending money on grants that we've got, and they can only be spent on that. I constantly have to say that because people want to know why I'm not doing something else with the money we get. But that grant money that we are getting, that we are focusing on tourism, is definitely economic development. And I do think that New Iberia is, to some extent, missing the boat. But I think we're catching up. And these kind of conferences uh, help us to, uh, to learn all we can. Very good. So what will we see today? What will the public see, I guess? Well, uh, really, it's all mostly yeah. in the slime. And, and it's two days of lectures and talks. And uh, the only uh, outside event, I think it's at 4.30, I do a walking tour of all of the projects downtown and all the things that we've done. And, of course, some of the funding agents are here from the state. So it's good for them to see, you know, the product and to see that we're doing our due diligence and doing everything we said we would do with the money. And in many instances, the better your project turns out, the easier it is to get another one. So uh, you might see us walking downtown. But really, other than that, it's, it's all at the slime, and it's all really kind of lecture-based. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, again, happy to have you today. Um, Two weeks ago, we thought maybe that would yeah, interfere. I, but I thought it would, but we're in good shape. There you go. So, City Council met on I'm not Tuesday. putting out tables and chairs. <laughs> there you go. Tuesday night, City Council met, and uh, we were just listening back to a portion of it, uh, middle of the Clico discussion there. Uh, yes. Tell us how that all turned out. Um, you know, it's uh, this was our introduction. We had brought the Clico possible introduction a few weeks prior, and then it got deferred by a meeting. Um, so brought it again back on the agenda. This was the date we said we would start the process because the process hasn't started. This is the start of the process. Um, so we had about an hour long debate and some council and look, I got a great council. Don't, don't ever think I'm picking on my council. Okay. I, I couldn't be more blessed. Some of the council members wanted to defer it again. Um, and there has been a lot of questions and there has been a lot of talk about the Clico contract and, and a lot of uh, information, I, I went into it and said that I don't negotiate by smack. You know, I don't talk smack. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. So a lot of discussion, back and forth, brought up some valid issues. Clico's there. We're going back and forth. Had some comments from the public. And then long and short of it, after about an hour of a debate, there was a motion to defer. And that motion failed. It was actually a tie. And I broke the tie. 
because that's the only time I vote. And I do find that as a mayor, I have broken, I have had to vote during tie situations more than I can remember most mayors. Um, and I always say it's cool because I, I'm among good people on both sides, you know, and it's three to three. And, you know, I, I know that uh, we won't always agree, but I wish I could vote every meeting. So that's a whole nother subject. But I voted to break the tie. And then now the real work began. Because now, and that's what I wanted, I did not want to continue to push things down the road. And then we had a long discussion of all the things that have been false. That, uh, and I said, let's get those out the way. You know, we don't own the utility. We don't own any of the infrastructure. We proved that the meeting prior, that in 1926, Mayor LaSalle sold it to Gulf Public Service, which became Clico. They have at least $155 million of infrastructure. We don't have $155 million to buy it, and it's not for sale. Uh, and there's always, you know, uh, people get up and say, we're going to lower the rates. We're going to make them lower the rates, okay? We're going to make them never disconnect somebody who's on oxygen or uh, dialysis. We're going to – and all good, positive things. But my point is you can't give – you can't force Clico to have a social conscience, they're a business. They're a private business for profit. And then they have an extra layer of protection as a utility because the public service commissioner gave them a district, uh, makes sure they make a profit, regulates them, but gives them increases, um, and you can't get rid of them. And no other utility is coming unless Clico would say, and they were sold before, Australians own them now, unless the Australians would sell the company. And so there's a lot of talk of, well, you know, if they sell the company, they have to come back to us. That's not, you know, there are things that I think we can do, but there are things that I don't think that I think it's out of the realm and out of any possibility. So I went into this thing that I said I don't talk. Then I said smack, okay? I don't talk smack, and let's get those things off the table. Let's be realistic in how we negotiate. Uh, I mean, personally, I take this personal. That's my job. It is a function of my job. I've negotiated every construction contract for my company the last probably 35 years. I've handled a whole lot of real estate deals. And if they ever told you how many boats and cars I've flipped, and those were the high-pressure deals usually, it's ridiculous, okay? So everybody has to have their own negotiating style. And what I did in my 20s and 30s, I would never do again. I apologize, okay? I was way too aggressive, and I think back sometimes and just think, you know, boy, was I wrong. I mean, maturity counts for something. But I want to set the tone of how we negotiate. So, but we have valid points, so we went through quite a few points. We spent about another hour. My council is great. They all have good ideas. They all have things that they're concerned about, as I am too. So took a lot of notes, and the negotiations are now beginning. So I've had two or three conversations with Clico. I have a meeting set up one day next week that they're actually coming over. And, you know, I have three weeks because we have kind of a bye week. Uh, it's, it's a long week off. So I have three weeks to put something together, and it goes back to the council. And our process is always that. You know, council approves. Four votes approve, you know, what my work on the day-to-day -day basis amounts to. So I have been charged, and, and have, that's been my responsibility from the beginning. So I am negotiating with Clico to bring back something to my council that I hope we all can agree to. Uh, is it early? Yes. Do I like to do things early? Always. I'm always ahead of schedule. Um, we don't have a choice that we're going to get another utility provider. I want to make the best deal I can make. But, again, we have to be realistic. You know, we can't uh, – and there's talk like, you know, we'll gang up other cities against Clico. Well, when you, it's fun to say that. And, it, look, I love the Rebel. You know, that, that's, that's all me. On the flip side, 
those other cities aren't there. There's many of them just renewed their franchise agreements, so they're already locked into a deal. The game is 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 to some extent, you know, not to our favor. On the flip side, there are some things that we would like to get out of the deal and would like to see better service and would like to see some things. So it's going to be a, a, three, a busy three weeks, and then I'll bring it back. If the council's satisfied, they'll vote yes. If the council's not satisfied, they'll vote no. If I'm not satisfied, I, I won't bring it. I'll, I'll say, okay, give me two more weeks. Um, I, you know, I need to keep negotiating. So it was a very interesting conversation. It's why I love my council. And it was so weird to break a tie that it was three to three, and then at the end – Every member voted unanimously to introduce it. And, and again, all that does is start that process. Yeah, it which starts the process. Um, but it was nice to see. You know, what, what I love is that we don't have, no one is divisive. No one is on our council that we don't have anybody who's like an obstructionist or, or just gets so bogged down at a point that they're like, you know, burn the boat. I'm not moving. Uh, we don't have that. We have a good council. We, you watch us disagree, you watch us debate, and then at the end you watch us all come back together. So uh, that, that, in that way I've been very blessed the entire time I've been the mayor. But uh, So long discussion, probably that was two hours of our meeting, but uh, important issue and, and well worth it. Yeah. No, no members of the council that when you're looking at bringing a piece of land into the city that goes to that property owner and says, no, don't come into the city. No, but I, I had that when I was the pro tem, but uh, <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. Good, good. You know, I didn't hear it necessarily in Tuesday night's discussion, and I, I haven't heard all of it. Uh, but uh, the concerns that I heard earlier and confirm or yeah, not, sure, uh, sure. The, the idea of selling solar power back to Clico, it seems like there's been a problem in doing that. Yeah, I don't know that the mechanics of that has worked out. That is actually on my list. Uh, and I'll give you some of the big ones, okay? Uh, we're not wrong. It is a pain. To turn in, we have to ride around, turn in the streetlights that aren't working, get the numbers off the pole. I send my police, or we do it, or Public Works does it, or my council members do it. And there is a slow turnaround to turn those lights back on while we're still paying for them. And then the point just keeps being brought up, why am I policing what you're providing? I'm paying the bill if they work or they don't work. You make sure they work. Very valid point. Um, You know, the point of LEDs. I'm looking, you know, it might be cheaper for me to come up with some money and make them change everything to LED once if I knew my bill was going to go down enough, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a very long-term deal. They do change the lights to LED when they go out. But you've got those old metal halide fixtures that are 25 years old, and they're still pumping. Uh, you know, I don't know when they're going to break. But as they break, they only replace with LED. So now we're into a discussion of, well, okay, I need a number. How many break a year? Give me the last three-, four-year average and tell me how many are you replacing I'll take my total count of street lights, and I'll know if I'll ever be all LED. And then I'm looking for, you know, you're willing to do more. What if I chipped in a, a, a little money and you gave me a, you know, we partnered, let's say, and we changed more of them? How quick do I get that it, it balances out? How quick do I get that the savings of the LED was worth the investment? So, you know, those are the fun conversations, and that's how you negotiate. So uh, those are a couple of the issues that we're working on. They do have a critical care list where if you're on dialysis or oxygen, you're on a list, they're still not going to say that they're never going to cut your service. Um, you could have a power outage or something, and I'm, I'm sure they, they don't want the liability of that to say, oh, well, I, you know, I'm never going to cut it off. But they do have you on a list, so I'm asking, okay, well, can we go further with that? Is there anything else we can do? Uh, how can we pipe that list to, who would it be? I'm not even sure. I hate to name. There are some nonprofit agencies. I don't know who pays for what. 
of utility bills. But there are some nonprofit agencies that occasionally give some money for utility bills. You know, can I network them and get them on a list that this critical care list goes directly to them? And if they have an issue, you know, that, that they need a little bridge, that they can get it, you know. So I'm looking at any option I can see to, to fill in some of these holes. Uh, the solar stuff is one of the conversations because I don't see that. I don't see too many people doing that here. Uh, and I'm not sure what the holdup is, but that is on the list to talk about of, you know, if someone put solar panels, you know, will Clico buy back the power? And at what rate is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, because they do that in other areas. We don't seem to be big on that here. Uh, so I'm looking into that. But, you know, the council did a really good job, and we fleshed this thing out and asked a lot of questions. I just really was very defensive of I can't stand it when people make blank statements or say things are going to happen and say rates can be lowered and, you know, Clico can be held accountable in some some way that I know is not going to happen because our citizens are listening to that meeting or listening to the radio and thinking that's going to happen. And it's hard enough to to govern, to run a city on reality when you start trying to run it on make-believe and smack it, it ain't happening disinformation it's yeah. just disinformation we're going to do nothing but lose so i was very defensive of that of saying look uh you know let's stick to what we can possibly control there but it was a really good discussion i mean well, let me ask you about street lights uh, and you know I, I recently bought you know one of those over-the-counter uh, led tube lights similar to like a fluorescent light but it's an led right 44 years, it, it promised to last. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's like a, a minute a day it's, for 44 yeah, years. It's, but it's, a, it's a lie, Jeff. It's yeah, a lie. I was going to say, said, man, it's going to be a struggle living 44 years. Uh, I, I remodeled. Uh, I bought my mother's house after she passed away, bought the family out. It was right next to my house. Remodeled for a year, and we moved in. I'm not a big fan. I like light bulbs, okay? I'm not the biggest fan of the enclosed LED inside your house fixture. And I said, but, you know, man, it's the future. I'm looking at the box. Ten years, okay? So I replaced eight, and, and the house is mid-century modern, so it's kind of funky architecture. Okay, I find something to look cool. I replaced eight lights, okay? Everywhere else I use the old lights, but eight lights, I put those new LEDs. It's supposed to last ten years on the box, mm-hmm. okay? We're moving the house in February. Four of them have gone out already. I ripped them all out, and I had to go and really hunt to find some lights that I could screw some light bulbs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I don't know, man, I'm not, I'm not a fan. It, I, uh, I will tell you, these in the showcase, mm-hmm. they've been on nonstop since we've been in the building almost seven years. See, that's awesome. I've had, and I, and I, I hear I've had that. good success. I hear that, but the and ones I bought, well, we had, uh, we'll do that again. At my house, I had one of those uh, curly Q uh, fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. That thing lasted at least for the first five, six years I was there. And, yeah. and I do have uh, some in my shop. I hardly ever turn that off. Yeah. I, hardly, I have some in my yeah. shop that stay on. Well, but, and, but the yeah. reason I bring it up yeah. is the non-LED lights. And, you mm-hmm. know, where I live, I've, yes. I've got two close to me. And during the pandemic, when we would sit outside a lot, I would notice the one go off like every 20 minutes. Yeah. It would go down, and then, well, sure enough, minutes later, it would come back. Is that a normal thing? No, that the light is actually failing, but you got to catch it failing. In other words, I've turned lights in like that repeatedly, and many of them all over town. And then when Clico goes out, well, the light was on. And so then it becomes Russian roulette of, of when the light's on or off. And that is in our discussion because, you know, if I'm turning it in or my council member or the police, that's why I want them to police them. But uh, when they're off... Uh, half the time, then the fine, I'll pay half the bill, you know, for that light. 
So that is one of my pet peeves because we had some uh, in some residential areas of town that I kept riding by. People kept telling me they were out. I would catch them sometimes they were out, sometimes they were on. And then once or twice, <clears throat> I caught them that within, like I made the block a few times, and they would go down. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, it would kick on. It would stay on until something gets hot in there, I guess, like 20 minutes later. And then they would kick off. And it took forever to prove that, hey, those lights are, you know, go change the light. Uh, but definitely the street lights and, and you know, that once we do this, I think new money needs to do, do things. The two things are not related, except the fact that there is some new money there. We want to camera this town. We want to get 80 cameras throughout the whole community. Uh, well, none of my council members are wrong when they say if you, the cameras do have some infrared capability, but not enough. So nobody's wrong that we got to get the street lights fixed before we spend a million dollars on cameras because I need the quality shots to stop. Yeah, yeah. And that's all about tire dumping. That's all about retaliatory shootings. That's all about when we have a missing person, when, God forbid, there's a murder, when, you know, you can backtrack with some cameras and see what went on. I mean, the, the amount of time that we can save and the amount of crime we can settle as well as prevent, um, because, you know, we've had some situations going on in our community lately that, you know, cameras would have really showed the backstory. Uh, before some of these incidents happened, we would we would have been well alerted that we had an issue. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so but yeah, and, and the one one other thing that I heard sure. and I I like the idea, you know, the idea that in ten fifteen years uh, a completely different thing is the next best power source, and the idea of saying hey, if if such a thing happens, right. how does that affect us and incorporating that yeah. renegotiating the contract those kind of things i agree we just that is that is, some of that is a little i like the idea and the concept some of it's a little unknown because we don't know what that new exactly. idea is going to be exactly. who knows you know but it's also when you look at the flip side when a company comes into your community and however it went down okay uh i would like to have our own utility but i mean we don't but however that goes down, that millions and millions of dollars of infrastructure is being spent and that it's regulated by the state. I mean, you just went to, you, you, you're in bed with Big Brother. There's nothing you can do. I mean, it, it's totally a uh, big corporate philosophy because it's so many dollars for each community in infrastructure. And once they do that, it is just hard to move the ball. But I'm like you, you know, all that could be obsolete in 20 years, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Tesla had it right. We were going to get free power, but, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they kill that quick. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, uh, so, again, we'll look forward to that uh, discussion item again in three weeks. In the meantime, you've got some work to do there. I I do, yes, yes, and have started. All right. Uh, Council also heard from your demographer, uh, Cedric Lloyd. Cedric Floyd, 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 excuse me. Um, What did he present uh, and what was introduced? We need to get that over with. The time is up to do it. We, he will come back at the next meeting and do a formal presentation, and we will adopt our, you know, uh, it's done. But uh, I heard of rustling of papers during that. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have a map, okay? okay? What we had were these shape files, and we had invisible boundaries and descriptions that ain't going to cut it, okay? So we had been going back and forth with Mr. Floyd of where's our map, where's our map? Uh, my clerk, Laney, who's wonderful, you know, she was betting we're not getting a map, okay? And she has done a ton of work on this, and really uh, there are some minor discrepancies and some descriptions, and she has torn that apart and, you know, has them corrected and is waiting to, you know, uh, utilize the process to make sure that we're completely right. Uh, 
our city attorney's been involved, Christy Blanche has been involved on the parish level. I mean, we really want to make sure we get this right. So there was a bunch of grumbling that Mr. Floyd, and look, he's a nice man, but that he was not going to show up with a map, okay? He has a due invoice, and then he'll have one more invoice after the ordinance is adopted for our redistricting. Uh, so I was like, well, I'm not paying until I get a map, okay? And so we're all sitting there thinking he's not coming with a map because when we talked to him, he acted like he wouldn't come with a map. Well, he came with maps, okay? They, they're not perfect, but he came with maps. So it was fun, and there was a whole lot of little snide remarks going back and forth and papers rustling. We got a map, we got a map, because we didn't think we were getting a map. Um, Laney has analyzed that map every day. It's on her desk. And uh, there are a few little discrepancies, and they're going back and forth, and what she's doing is working with him to fix those before he comes back to the meeting um, because we want to make sure we get this right. So uh, it was fun. He really didn't do too much else except deliver the map and tell us, you know, at the next meeting, you'll move to introduce at this meeting, and then you'll move to adopt at the next meeting, and then none of that takes effect till 2024 when, you know, city elections are held again. Um, but we, we need it done. It's, it's, it's time for that to be done because my next step after that is I'll spend some money and we will have some new city maps printed. They haven't been any city maps printed, I think, since 2012. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the new census. It's time. So uh, people are going to need that. you got to know where you vote. you got to know where your district lines are. Uh, people need to know, you know, uh, kind of how the city lays out. So once he finishes that and we adopt that and we know that it's correct, then I'll hire an engineering firm and we will proceed with, you know, some new city maps. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, you also uh, heard about a mentoring program and discussed uh, how the city can get involved in it. We did. We did. And it... Uh, Got emotional because we have had some some juvenile crime that that is is shocking. Uh, so we went off on a little tangent for a little while. Uh, we, as a council and me as an administration, really wanted to point out all the things that uh, you know we we get the rap of. There's nothing for kids to do, and we are spending millions of dollars for things. And, and to we kids as to kids do. used to say that too, and we did too. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. So when, when I hear that, that people immediately, there's trouble, there's uh, some shift in your culture, in your community, something's happening at home that is, you know, uh, causing things that shouldn't happen or, or the lack of something happening at home. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, there's nothing, for, it's the city's fault, there's nothing for kids to do. Uh, so we did make a point at the council meeting to try to show, you know, there are a lot of things for kids to do. And we are, we are building parks. We are expanding parks. We have Boys and Girls Club coming that will catch kids at a very young age in, in an underserved community that I think will be a big game changer. While we'll have two branches of Boys and Girls Club for a town our size, which is really neat. I mean, normally that doesn't happen. When you start looking at the amount of... You know, sporting uh, things, you know, the Pepperplex, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, we are spending money and using those ARPA funds and using grant funds and capital outlay to make our community have things for everyone to do. Um, now, whether they choose to not do them, you know, if, if, if somebody wants to do something else, I can't stop them. But so we ended up with a discussion, but, but it started out being just about mentoring month. Uh, and it was positive, and the whole discussion was positive. But uh, that's why I love my council. Everything, everything there, I always say that it's a talk show. And I am the one who probably is the ringleader of the talk show. I'm constantly asking people, got anything else? Want to talk some more? Uh, I think that that's the beauty of what we do. And if you're going to get your community involved, that's how you're going to get your community involved. You're going to engage them. Uh, and so we had a good discussion about that, and it, and it led to some deeper discussions. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the start of the meeting, the public hearing. 
Uh-huh. You're very generous in allowing people to talk uh, more than the three They're minutes. They're supposed to have three it. minutes. But, and, and I'm okay with the extra time you give them as long as they're not repeating themselves. I know. That, that was kind of aggravating. It, 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 it was. And I, and, and I knew that, you know, when I know that there's a contentious issue or the possibility. And it's not – the room's never stacked. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. normally two or three people. And I love my town. I wish everybody came to the council meeting. But when people walk in, you can pretty well, you know, I've been doing this for six years. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, ancient, but I've been doing it for a while. You can basically say he's here to talk on that. She's here to talk on this. And you kind of know people's issues. Uh, and then when an issue drags on for three or four meetings, well, you definitely know what they're coming to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, I, I am liberal with that because uh, – we yeah. never had councilman's remarks until I invented those as the pro tem because mayors in the past had a clamp on the uh, agenda, would actually tell people they can't put things on an agenda. I try not to ever do that unless it's divisive or, you know, there's some legal reason. Um, so that helps us at the end of the meeting. But our meetings are very structured. So, and they should be. They're business meetings. But, uh, yeah, you're supposed to have three minutes, and there's never supposed to be any back and forth. We, we got the back and forth down pretty good. Everybody just sits there, and, when, and there are times that people come, and their, their mode is attack. In other words, instead of coming to communicate, we have some people who come to attack and come and, uh, again, talk smack. Uh, you know, they're not factual. You just got to learn to take it. That probably has been the, the hardest thing for me since I became the mayor is to sit there and take it uh, because I just want to say, whoa, you know, I want to call you out. But I don't. But I do realize, and all my council members tell me that, and, and my clerk tells me we need a timer, and we need to put it up on that screen, and my city attorney tells me the same thing. So I, I kind of feel like at some point I, I will have to because it, it does take a long time, and, and there is a lot of repetition. Yeah, and that's the one thing. I, you give them 10 minutes if you want as long yeah. as they're not just repeating what they said right, over right. and like conversations with my mother late in life. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, once she started recycling yeah. uh-huh. stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. My mom did the same thing. That's funny. All right. Let's see. Uh, mobile homes uh, had to tweak the mobile Yeah, just home. tweaking that, that it could be a, a governor uh, state of emergency and didn't have to just be the feds because that's what happened to us during the tornado. So that all went fine. And, uh, you know, got to get that done. All right. Few resolutions, uh, a couple regarding uh, the Civic Center Marina Phase One project. Yeah, we revamped the sign a little bit. Uh, I wanted to make sure that our crews could change the light bulbs, and I didn't have to get a sign company back over there. And uh, so we uncomplicated the sign, and it the scale changed a little bit because it was so big. We actually spent a little bit more money to to do something with the structure and make it a little smaller because we were worried about the wind. Uh, so we just tweaked it. There are some things coming that are credits, and I really think in the end, you know, that's, it was a couple thousand dollars, but it's going to wash out. All right. Another uh, ordinance that was introduced regarding uh, selling a few police units. Yes, we're beginning to recycle our units. Uh, the units that we're selling that are going offline, that money goes to rig up the new units. We have had much trouble obtaining cars, just like anybody else who's tried to buy a car lately. It, it, it's difficult. So we're grabbing when we can, when we can. And we're selling off things that we aren't going to need to just kind of recycle that fleet. I never want to end up, you remember that the fire department at one time, all the fire trucks were 28 years old or older. Uh, You know, we just ended up that people didn't always look at at, uh, productive fleet policies of, you know, flipping things around. So we don't want to get caught in that trap. The PDs, what, four, four years old, four and a half years old. So we're rolling off some units and bringing on new ones. All right. 
Also uh, accepted or introduced an ordinance that would amend the budget to reflect to keep Louisiana beautiful grant. Uh, yeah, we got some trees, uh, and it's a good little grant, and they will finish off Rodrigue Park, about 20 trees, some nice-sized cypress trees. And it was a grant that uh, Jane found and obtained. And then we had to expand the agenda right after that because I needed to sign the paperwork before the next meeting because, remember, we have three weeks off this time. I was going to miss it, and I have to sign the paper to get the grant money. So mm. they gave me the authority to sign the paper so that we could keep that money rolling. Uh, and it's just a way to uh, add to Rodrigue Park because there are some areas that got cut back. Um, there weren't enough funds for the money that we got, and so landscaping suffered, and this will give us 20 you know, nice, nice cypress trees. All at Rodrigue? They're, yeah, they're going to fill in and kind of finish that plan. Oh, wow. uh, and it seems then, like a lot. In yeah, but it's all along. When I say right, it's all along where we replaced the boardwalk, too. So it's not okay. just the park. It's the park and all that linear area gotcha. Gotcha. along the bayou. And then I'm buying. I'm paying for them myself, but it's fun. I'm buying 150 one-year-old cypress trees for a dollar a piece. And they go to my house, and I'm going to water them for a year. And then we'll stick them in all the parks. I need to get a little bit taller. And that's just going to be fun and a free-for-all. Of I just, you know, I just feel like playing Johnny Appleseed. I've been growing stuff lately. So uh, for a dollar apiece, the guy said, okay, I'll give them to you. I said, okay, I'll take them. So it'll be fun to just run around putting cypress trees. Um, city has so much Bayou Frontage property, so many areas and parks, so many areas all over town. These new little neighborhood parks we're creating. I just think it'll be neat. All right. Did not hear uh, the council remarks. Anything uh, stand out? No, not that I, you know, by that time, like, this was a long meeting. Sometimes yeah. you ask me that, and I can spit it out at other times. I can't remember. We had two conversations. I can tell you what I brought, okay? Um, we had those issues with Pelicans. If you remember at the prior meeting, uh, Councilwoman Marcotte. The waste, not the restaurant. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Councilwoman Marcotte called up the guy from Pelicans in her councilman's remarks, which I hadn't seen anybody do that before. Well, I, you know, I take a note when I see a trick. That was fun. So... I ended up in meetings with the owner of Pelicans as well as all of the local staff. I was not happy. We documented a lot of problems. I actually could have fined them. So I said, look, I'm going to bury the hatchet, leave the handle sticking out. And if you continue down this road, I'm clubbing you with it. And if you continue down the road past that, I'm canceling your contract. You know, it's coming. So we had some meetings. The owner was not quite aware of everything that was happening. I think he got maybe a, a, a lesser version. Uh, we pulled the contract out we'll by the requirements, meeting with them. They put promises in writing, and over the last two weeks, they have implemented, and the difference is, is back where it was. We had a, we had a, a really uh, not, a, not a smooth transition of the cans, and Republic didn't cooperate, and we had one issue after another, as we've all hashed out here. And then all of a sudden, it actually got good for a little while, and for a few weeks, they were, they were making good headway. Someone in managerial position decided they were going too fast and too good, so they pulled trucks out of here. So the month of December was terrible, and I kept trying to get to the bottom of it. And I was like, you know, this I can't continue like this. So we now have five trucks that are only for the city. We have backup drivers. We have a new supervisor in, in one area. We have made some changes. The supervisors that are here, and they're great people. I mean, they've got some good local people that are working here. Um, they have kind of stepped up, and, and the owner has made some uh, commitments, and they're working. You know, I get a report now every single day of what time all the garbage is picked up, what time all of the yard waste is picked up that I never got before. When I would be getting it, it was kind of uh, off to the side by one of the superintendents, and he would basically, they were out there until 8 o'clock at night sometime, you know, which is just, is, one, it's not safe, and number two, you're not even seeing what you're doing anymore. 
uh, you know, now I'm getting texts all the last week, 2.30, 3 o'clock, 1.30, you know, 3 o'clock we're done because the, the right people are here, the right number of trucks are here, the right number of side loaders are here. So it's just going to be to monitor it. There is still a few little kinks we have to work out with some dumpsters and a few other things that I don't think are being serviced uh, as we need, uh, but they're on it. So I kind of gave the council an update on that, and then I gave them an update. We had a Zoom call negotiation on the dog catcher and the dog shelter, okay? And one parish council person came on came to the Zoom call at City Hall. So it was pretty fun. So we had a group of council people and attorneys and, you know, administrative at the courthouse. And then we had uh, myself, the mayor pro tem, and the city attorney in my office. And a parish councilman came and joined us. Okay, so it was, it was a lot of fun. And so we negotiated. And what we are going to end up, and it will be coming to the council, it's going to be a two-year deal. And we will have 15 dog kennels dedicated to us, so no more seven. We will have five cat kennels that we never had, so that's 20 kennels. And then we are paying a portion, a dollar value portion, of another parish employee who will be dedicated only to the city to handle the dogs in the city. Uh, And, of course, the price went up. It's fine. You know, we worked all that out. Uh, It is a good stopgap measure till we can figure out what we might do later. That puts us having, you know, more kennels and uh, a better service and so we're going to lock that in for two years and then we'll see where we go from there i mean the parish has some ideas of what they might want to do and you know we we're open uh you know if they built a new hundred unit let's just say they did that they built a new shelter you know if i'm taking 30 percent of it or 20 percent of it you know i might well put up my 20 or 30 percent uh but we're looking at you know other options but this will give us a stopgap measures so that because we were pretty panicked that on february 28th you know it was over by by the letter we got um but anyway that went really well so i kind of updated the council on that that'll be coming i hope to the next council meeting because i want to get that moving and then we'll have you know open discussions about it but that that was kind of a fun little little thing um you know okay you segued into that pretty quick uh going back to Pelican, at least because I bitched about it publicly, I'll yes. publicly say that they've been solid the last three weeks, consistent time of day and consistent day. Oh. So three weeks in a row, I think they're getting it. And and what it is, they have the right number of trucks here and the right number of employees here. Yeah. And uh, I think that sometimes you just have to get people's attention. They're, they're a pretty big company. They're spread out all over with contracts in many, many cities. So uh, And I, I see a big difference, too. So kudos to them that yeah. they are getting their act together. And, and if they don't, I'm sure we'll be talking about it. There you go. Any uh, updates on projects? Uh, let's see. The marina behind City Hall is going like gangbusters. They're pouring concrete this morning. They're driving piles. That, that project's going. Felicity's Landing, which, remember, that would give us a way out for our locals to downtown. That will give us the opportunity for a tour boat. That will give us a landing in 125 feet. You can pull a Joe boat up, get on a little landing, come up some steps, come downtown, come to the radio station, go eat lunch, do whatever. Uh, will will obviously help us to get uh, uh, some small tour boats. Um, that bid yesterday, and uh, the bids came in the money. And, and that's a yeah. celebration in the times we're in. So the bid was uh, right under the budget. Um, so that's going to be the next move on that. Uh, I saw plans, and the bids will be coming fairly soon, another couple of months for the new restroom downtown, the stage edition. So that's coming. We have four ARPA projects that we meet on next week in West End Park and Bank Park and a few other locations that uh, I'm reviewing so that they can go out for bid. Um, 
So projects are popping. We are uh, about to do some more ribbon cuttings and a few more groundbreakings. So uh, we had done those a while back, and it's about time to schedule a few more. So uh, getting excited about that. Uh, road work, uh, you see we keep sending out updates, and we will be working roads all year. And so that's good. Things are, people are finally starting to, hey, you fixed that. You know, for the first time, people are stopping me and saying, man, you really, you really did that curve on Jane Street or Fulton or whatever yeah, it is, Jane. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, it's on the list. Uh, but, you know, so it's, it's getting interesting. But I think, I think that work is progressing enough. The concrete streets start uh, this week or next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, next week. So when they get going, that's, that's a, a, you know, a whole other crew and a whole other company. Uh, so got a lot going on. Real good. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah, As you. always, enjoy uh, the Main Street uh, guests in town. And yes, sir. We'll look forward to uh, seeing you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.